The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to stop wasting time and make a shift towards enhanced productivity? Welcome to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, featuring your host, David B. Savage. In our program, we will show you how leaders and their organizations are using collaboration to innovate and move ahead of their competition. It's not just about customers or employees or the board. It's working together throughout your company and with your stakeholders. Now, here is David B. Savage. Hello, listeners. Now is our time to lead more powerfully, more consciously, and more collaboratively in ways that make our world a better place today and in our future. Leaders in companies are making this essential shift right now. Through Voice America, we have access to speaking to up to 3.6 million listeners in 160 countries. Welcome. Now, it could be my brother and my sister and my wife and my good friend Linda Matthew that are only listening to this, but I don't believe that's true. This is the fourth show in our series. Today's show is titled Set Intention, which is the very first step of collaboration. So important, perhaps the most important step in my essential 10 steps. In my upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, I set out 10 steps that are essential to successful collaboration. And during the next 10 shows, I will walk you through each one of these 10 steps. Each step will be the theme of an episode. So the 10 steps are set intention, two, be aware, three, embrace conflict, four, seek diversity. Seek diversity. Think about that for a second. Five, Design the collaboration. Really carefully design it. Put it together like a puzzle. It's beautiful together. Six, come together. Now this is the place where most people start their collaboration. They just call a meeting. Well, let's talk about, well, that doesn't really work. Step seven, listen deeply. Listen to what's underneath the words and the emotions. Watch the energy in the room. Really find out what's underlying. Step eight, collaborate with vision. Be brave. Be audacious. Nine, now lead. Just because you collaborate doesn't mean you're not a leader. Take charge. Lead. Number ten, make it so. So this is where the energy, the accountability, the continual improvement works. In this show, Set Intention, we feature a leader in publishing in North America and the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers with two of its most respected leaders who collaborate and make that association the best place for professional speakers in Canada to learn, network, and lead. Our feature guests today are Don Loney of Toronto, Patricia Morgan of Calgary, 
and David Guthrow of Vancouver. The key messages for today, number one, the very first step when you collaborate is to set and declare your honest and authentic intention. Number two, when you work together, you may create something that is better than you can by yourself. Most often you will. Number three, participate in a professional, technical, or social, entrepreneurial, or community organization. Get together. Make it work. For speakers, that includes CAPS, the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers that I'm a member of, or the National Speakers Association in the United States. As part of your service, network and professional development, as Patricia told me a long time ago, we are better together. Now, where do we go with all of this? We take the 10 steps. We take the advice of people like Don Loney, Patricia Morgan, David Gothrow, and we declare our honest intention. Declaring that honest intention, in fact, leaves us to the point where we, we, together, decide what do we really want to accomplish here and what's possible. Now, at this point, I would like to uh, play you a pre-recorded interview with my good friend, challenger, champion, mentor, Don Loney. So let's listen to Don now. All right, I'm really excited to introduce you, my listeners, to a mentor and a challenger of mine and a champion of mine, Don Loney. Don is the president of Loney Publishing Group in Toronto, Ontario. And uh, when we first met, he was the executive editor for John Wiley & Sons Canada in Toronto. Since that time, he's... Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll describe him as a high-energy critical thinker with a talent for recruiting subject matter experts, developing their ideas into book-length works, and publishing to a global market. How I met Don Loney was in Calgary at a Canadian Association of Professional Speakers meeting. Uh, he offered to come to Calgary and, and uh, have a, a book pitch to him by a number of us. Uh, Don was uh, brutal to me. He uh, cut me to threads, this beautiful, amazing book that I was writing on collaboration. Don spent a lot of time telling me uh, I better sharpen up, I better uh, be more critical, and I better be more concise. And uh, that's the moment a few years back when I said, I want Don Loney as my mentor in this publishing world so people can hear me, people can come together. And about uh, nine months ago now, uh, Don and I reconnected, talked about, okay, Don, I think I'm ready. I've, I've got the improved product. Uh, will you help me out? And he's been there with me all along the, the ride, mentoring me, challenging me, helping me, and, and, and uh, introducing me to uh, excellent people in my collaborative network now. So, Don, thank you for that. Uh, I think it's been a real gift to me. And, um, you know, in a prior interview, we've had a uh, tough talk. And, we're, and one of our subjects in our book is uh, about embracing conflict. And, mm -hmm. and I think I want to lead into that is to say, when I saw that you were being so hard on me, 
I knew that that was a sign that this was important to you. Can you tell me about how you find those subject matter experts and then uh, mold us? Well, thank you, Dave. I, I really appreciate your kind words, and, and it's, it, it's an honor to be part of the development of the book. It's an honor to be invited to the table to discuss ideas, to uh, bring the book ideas to a global audience, um, to educate, to coach, and train, um, and and give people, uh, you know, the, the creative space to think about what collaboration can do. Uh, it's something that's part and parcel of what we do every day. Um, yet it is seldom articulated as collaboration. And I think the technologies today have tended to uh, move us away from the idea of collaboration into little bits of sound bites and ones and zeros that uh, just do not move us forward in a meaningful way. So uh, I congratulate you uh, on this effort, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of embracing conflict, um, it's it's often the case that there's that there's tension around you know, ideas that are, are presented that, that may not necessarily align with an author's vision, uh, that may not necessarily align with, with an author's uh, understanding of, of their market, um, of their networks, of, of the intent of the book. And I, that was, I think, at the heart of our discussion in Calgary, Two years ago, the idea was there, but but it had not in the book pitch that you presented. It had not been articulated in the context of intent, which is the core idea of your book. Coming round to continuing our discussion around intent, you know, we came to realize that uh, the book needed to be a living, breathing example of collaboration. It needed to invite other points of view, views that that may not necessarily agree with other views or indeed your own, but that's part of a collaboration process. It's authentic. And you do convince, uh, convince might not be quite the right word, but you do lead people to the sense that, that there is something called authentic collaboration. And while all collaboration may not result in a happy ending for everyone, uh, the fact that the process is honored uh, is, is a very solid foundation uh, for, for meaningful work uh, with people who have diverse ideas, maybe even be polar opposites. But yet there's a collaboration gives people permission to work in that space together and see what uh, can come out of it. And, and I want to just say that those polar opposites are my teachers. Those are the ones that uh, challenge me to and wake me up. I think that um, if, you, if you see one aspect, just one aspect, Don, in the remainder of this very brief interview, that you'd really like to challenge authors subject matter experts to really hone their skills on what what one thing in this moment 
would you challenge our listeners to do? I would challenge them to to think more deeply. I would challenge them to to be more creative. Um, I would challenge them to to be leaders. Followers are are very important, but um, I think that you know we need more commanding vision from our thought leaders. There is so much content published um, because we have the technologies to publish. We have the technologies to publish, you know, without proper editorial guidance or or you know, or a critical eye on material. And, and I think that dilutes uh, our sense of reliability and trust uh, in in our authors and what we read. So I would really encourage authors to to be self-critical, uh, to be self-aware, and to think about what their originating intent is, how they're going to articulate that, and in that context, think very carefully about their market. Thank you so much, Don. This is Don Loney, President Loney Publishing Group in Toronto. Uh, I would highly recommend anybody that can connect and be challenged by Don. Thanks again, Don. Thank you so much, Dave. Best of luck. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Before the break, we talked with Don Loney, Loney Publishing Group out of Toronto, about his experience in collaboration and how he honors his intention to find, challenge, and help authors to be great, to be successful. Don challenged me to clarify my intent for my book, Breakthrough to Yes. And two and a half years later, we are evolving with authentic collaboration. Now let's talk more about our theme for today, setting intention. Here is an excerpt on setting intention, one of the essential 10 steps. Far too often, we rush into things without stopping to ask, what is my purpose? What is my intention? Even worse, often we think we know the answer before we start. Yeah. Doesn't it annoy you when your boss does that? Or your spouse does that? An oft-repeated dictum from an executive is, don't bring me a problem unless you're willing to bring me the answer. What if the problem would be better understood, accepted, answered, and celebrated if it was solved together? What if we acknowledge that lone rangers often create danger? Lone rangers often create danger. Most every morning over the past 30 years, when I awake in the morning, before I rise, I set my intention for the coming day. This is what I hope for today. Do you do that? Set your intention first thing. What are a couple things that you want to do? And more importantly, how do you want to be today? Think about how you think. How you think creates how you perceive. How you perceive creates your judgments. Your judgments create your actions. Your actions create your life. Your life creates how you think. It is a circle. Intention, thinking, perceptions, judgments, actions, life. Intention, and it goes on and on. Even before I set my intention, I must open my heart and my mind. As an example, a family example, my parents, Gordon and May Savage, built a beautiful family cabin in a mountain valley in south, southern British Columbia with the name of Tulamine. It's not a gorgeous name, Tulamine, British Columbia. Incredible place. As a family, we spent many happy times at Tulamine with our cousins, aunts, uncles, and fast friends. Tulamine has been our family touchstone. When mom and dad died in 2001, they willed their cabin to the five of us adult children. While experts and friends and lawyers warned us, family cabins never work. We wanted to welcome current and future generations to mom and dad's family gathering place. This place is sacred to our family. Tulamine is adventure, nature, love, and family. And campfires. And fishing and huckleberries. Sacred can be difficult, though. Each spring, the five of us siblings would enjoy the May long weekend in Canada, Victoria Day it's called, at the cabin during our maintenance required and reconnecting from our busy lives. Each fall, we met at Tulamine again to conduct our business meeting for the year. 
Yeah, our business of the cabin. Adult sisters and brothers with families and lives of their own have many interests, challenges, and opportunities and hopes. At times, these clash over what to do with Tulamine. Assumptions are made, judgments follow, and preconceived solutions are not far behind. To be clear, the energy in the conversation each year, we began our annual general meeting by setting our intention. We are here by the grace of mom and dad. Let their intentions for this place guide us today. This sounds like a religious preamble. It might be. And this saves us from ourselves each year. We let the intention of our parents come through. The solutions we come up in those business meetings with our shoes left on the front porch outside. The outcomes are greater than we expect. Now we have a, a uh, interview pre-recorded with my good friend Patricia Morgan. Let's listen to Patricia now. This is David Savage with Breakthrough to Yes with collaboration on Voice of America. Uh, now we have a good friend of mine, Patricia Morgan, Solutions for Resilience. Patricia is, uh, while she thinks she's not uh, an expert in collaboration, but she collaborates in most everything she does. Uh, my association with Patricia Morgan is uh, she's a past president to the Calgary chapter of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. She's a founder and chair of the Fast Track program where um, she and we, uh, I've been lucky enough to learn from her and support her in Fast Track and teaching professional speakers the business of professional speaking. And a lot of the work that she does is from woe to wow. Uh, Patricia, welcome. What might you add to your introduction and how people can find out more about you? www.solutionsforresilience.com is my place on cyberspace where you can learn about more of my work in mentoring emerging professional speakers and particularly my work in helping strengthen everyday resilience at work and home. Yeah. So there's a connection there between uh, collaboration and resilience. You know, uh, one of our earlier interviewers talked about uh, thinking that uh, he needs to tough it out and do it all by himself. And yet resilience uh, often calls for others. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right. Uh, In my book, From Woe to Wow, How Resilient Women Succeed at Work, I discovered that women in particular thrive in the workplace and at home in their community when they have a social network. That's also true for males when they become aware that being the Lone Ranger doesn't work particularly well. We know the work of Daniel Goleman, social intelligence, is that from his work we know that when we have a social network, we have a kind of support and energy that helps us thrive with energy, with thoughts, and with everyday living. So how have you found uh, the power of uh, working together or reaching out uh, when we need help? Can you, can you share some, uh, right. s- some personal background? How do you come to that wisdom, Patricia? Well, many of us, uh, including women, even though women thrive on connection, find it difficult to ask for, for help. It feels like 
a one down to ask for help. And yet, in many ways, we know how good it feels, how satisfying it feels to be using our strengths to help other people. I'm really interested in this whole arena around using our strengths. And I think when we collaborate with one another, the best collaborations that I've seen is when we acknowledge our own strengths and bring them forward to offer them to other people, and when we see the strengths of other people and celebrate them and ask for them to use their strengths either for pay or in service. And definitely I saw that when I asked you to join the Fast Track Committee last year, that you have this wonderful way of collaborating and celebrating that I wanted to have more of that in the program. And that came to fruition. Thank you, David. Well, thank you, Patricia. And it was just a great experience, the uh, the Fast Track program for the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers uh, was a great opportunity as, as I've uh, Written a testimonial when I went through that uh, four or five years ago is uh, uh, best value for time and money, mm-hmm. um, and I and I think that's what I uh, really found with your work is uh, you know I've had a long and varied career, but I still don't know much of much, and <laughs> therefore your your encouragement to reach out and work as a team where we compliment. It was just a great uh, learning opportunity for me. Uh, Well, we're not marbles. (laughs) There's a reason there's billions of people on the planet. And when we work together, much more is accomplished. It It even takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village to make most significant human endeavors come to fruition. And of course, uh, I'm, I'm in such dismay about a lot of the wars that are going on in the world, and that's when it, we're going backwards, right? Those, pe- those same countries could be cooperating, collaborating. Um, ISIS is just crazy cut off from any kind of connection to sanity. I think we can go crazy. I actually believe this strongly, that if for most of us, if we don't have some kind of connection, some kind of cooperation with one another, we can go crazy. I just finished watching with my husband a series called Alone, and most of the people had the ability to survive out in the wilderness. The show puts put 12 survivor experts out in the wilderness, and the last person to stay without calling in and saying, I give up, won the $500,000. People did not leave because they couldn't find food or they were too cold. All those things were happening. They were, one guy was eating mice. What happened was the psychological, I miss my grandmother, I miss my wife, I feel so alone here. We need one another for psychological wellness as well as emotional wellness, physical wellness, and of course there's the whole area of social wellness. And your collaboration takes it to a whole other level, your whole uh, um, study of it and the pitfalls and the success formulas take that whole piece around socialization to a whole other level. Yeah, it's a, it's like a form of maturity when we realize this. Mm-hmm. So, so one last comment, Patricia, before we close this interview? 
Well, collaborate in your back garden. Collaborate with your neighbors. Collaborate with your friends. Collaborate wherever you are in the world, and you have no idea, uh, even in an incidental connection with somebody, what potential or possibility may arise for you. Thank you so much, Patricia Morgan, solutionsforresilience.com. Thank you. You're most welcome. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Thanks to Patricia Morgan, uh, a leader for women, woe to wow, and a leader in the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. Uh, thank you for that interview. We now have a uh, past president of CAPS and uh, somebody that mentors me, and, and we've uh, had some laughs together, uh, David Gothro. Uh, David is from Vancouver, and... Uh, what he wants me to share with you, audience, is he's a seasoned but not too spicy speaker. So he is a lot of fun. He's very connected to his audiences. He's got over 30 years' experience, and he's best known for his creative presentations, playful demeanor, 
and relentless focus on delivering value to his clients, colleagues, and community. Get that? David is focused on you and the audience, participants, uh, the people that he shows up for. David's experience comes from working with clients on four continents in organizations that range from mining, energy, healthcare, and financial services to high-tech, biotech, government, and the not-for-profit sector. David Gothrow is the father of a precocious 15-year-old daughter, Anna. He has been forced to embrace the qualities of humility, patience, good humor, and acceptance of his own parental inadequacies. Uh, David Gothrow's words, not mine. The main focus of his current business involves working with individuals and groups who have no one else to point to as excuses for their own inaction. This has led him to spend the majority of his time helping executive teams and boards make the tough decisions required to grow their businesses in an increasingly complex and unpredictable economic environment. David, welcome. Tell us more about you, your work, and some thoughts about collaboration. <laughs> well, I had my first um, <clears throat> effort in collaboration today when I was I was going to get up. It's quite early here in Vancouver, as you know, and I was going out to the living room. So I figured that keeping your family happy is part of collaboration. And I discovered that my daughter was actually sleeping on the couch. So quick change of plans. But um, I'd say most of the work that I do is helping people have higher quality conversations than they would. So, you know, in that sense, it's really getting people to talk amongst each other when I'm working with them. And I'm very clear that it's about me drawing the expertise out of others, not me providing my own. And uh, first of all, it keeps my liability insurance down because <laughs> I'm not giving anyone advice. And uh, secondly, it's just it's a lot more enjoyable to see people help uh, each other get their own lights going on. So it's, you know, as you mentioned, it's a wide range of, of clients that I've worked with, most of them only once, <laughs> which is probably why it's such a wide range. But <clears throat> I, uh, you mentioned that I was with CAPS, and one of the things that I've been trying to persuade others about is that when you're in front of an audience, it's just, it's a shame to waste the potential in the audience by having one person talk and 500 people listen. I just don't think there's transfer of, of value that way. So that sort of premise that the value comes to the people really informs all the work that I do. So tell me about that, uh, that collaboration with your audiences, collaboration bringing them in so you're not uh, simply the uh, expert on the subject uh, talking at people. How do you do that? What's it like and what's the experience? Well, so I've I've changed the title on my card from facilitator, which is pretty neutral, to facilitator slash provocateur. So the way that plays itself out is, let's say, uh, recently I was working with a group of about 600 people. And normal wisdom is that all you could do with a group of 600 people is, is talk at them. And so with myself and a, a, a co-facilitator, we basically designed a process by which we could pose a question and actually have 600 people engage in that conversation. And then the trick, of course, is how do you collect their input? How do you collect that wisdom? So this was possibly sneaky, but I like to think of it as, as effective facilitation, is people had a question that was posed at the table, and these were diverse groups at the tables. These were uh, board chairs, senior managers from companies across the country. They had to talk about the issue and not drift off as often happens in a group of 600, because each table had a table number, and what we said is, at the end of this conversation period, 
we're going to call it a random number and had a legitimate random number generator on our iPad. And when your number is called, you know, you're going to have to come up to the microphone and just offer an observation on some of the, the nature of the conversation that you had at your table. So no one knew what table was going to be called. And because no one wants to be embarrassed, it sort of, in a subtle way, encouraged them to have the conversation. Yeah. The table number was called and you came up to the, and didn't come up to the mic. It was really evident that you hadn't been participating. So the structure itself encouraged people to have those conversations and to share them with others. And the interesting thing was, by the time we got to the third conversation... And we realized, people realized that they wouldn't be judged by what they said, that it was all contributing to the greater whole. People are just chomping at the bit to get up to the mics. So instead of having to call a random number, we said, you know, when we count to three, the first eight people up to the mics get to offer their input. So people were racing to get up because it was about contributing to an issue that the entire 600 people were dealing with. So, you know, things like that. So it's them talking amongst themselves. It's going to be a much greater transfer of the knowledge and learning than just listening to one person, and they don't have a chance to talk about it. Another, another bonus of the way you handle your audience is, is uh, I'm sure you learn a lot from that. Oh, absolutely. And we had them record all their information so that even those that didn't get to speak, and in a group of 600 people, you might get six or seven tables that speak. All of the information that was, was captured, we had recorders, got pulled together and filtered back. So all 600 people got the, uh, the result of that. Fantastic. That's, that's uh, very honoring of their participation and their ongoing learning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, David, I'm sure that you've triggered our audiences to say, uh, how do I find out more about David Guthrow? Well, I think it's uh, David Savage Manage at whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) Now, probably best on my LinkedIn profile, which is just uh, David Guthrow. I don't think there's too many of me. But um, can I offer one other comment? Something it was just I woke up and it was really bugging me about collaboration. I think with collaboration to be effective, there also has to be commitment and uh, commitment to the collaboration. Because I have worked with one particular industry where collaboration is allegedly in their DNA, and so they will talk about collaboration. But as soon as something of a higher priority comes out, and, and they're getting better at this, but in the past, someone would bail out. So we're collaborating to do something together, you know, to save money, to develop a stronger brand. And then once interests of that organization supersede it, there's less willingness to give up something individually for the collaboration. And I think collaboration, to be really effective, a true collaboration, a true community, and things like Patricia was talking about, there has to be an unwavering commitment to make that collaboration work, in spite of the fact that you might not get everything that you want. Yeah, building up that respect and trust that uh, it's not mine, it may turn out different, and sometimes we will fail. But working together is more important than being right in this particular instance. Yep. And I think that's a hard pill for, for some organizations to swallow. But if you truly want to have collaboration, have it build, and not have people spending a lot of time and energy putting systems in place to, to <laughs> give an early warning if someone is going to start to bail out early. It, it's just a, so much potential when that trust, as you say, is there. But so much goes into worrying and anxiety around, are they really going to come through when I need them? Yeah, 
yeah, do do I trust this or is it just a thing? Um, actually, that's a good segue to the whole focus of my book is building a culture of collaboration. Collaboration yep. is, is a culture of how we do our business together. It's not a thing or an event or a project. Well, when I was president of CAPS, I, you know, I didn't do anything really structurally different with the organization, mostly because I'm not smart enough and don't like doing those kinds of things. But the theme of the year was better together. And at every chance I had, whether speaking to the chapters or my own board, it was always that back, that in the back of my mind that it's better together. And to start having people use that language and have it as, as a culture, not just as a, a one-word overlay on a piece of paper that said, yes, collaboration is one of our values. Yeah, that's that's so important, uh, and and of course, you made great strides as president. You you hosted a a national and international uh, speakers professional speakers conference in Vancouver. Um, so, let's go the opposite direction. What are some of the most difficult challenges you found when trying to help groups to collaborate? Well, ego does come into play now and again. And, uh, you know, especially when you're working with professionals whose body of expertise is really important to them and to others, that it's sometimes it's more important to be, to be right. And uh, uh, so finding some people that even though most people that have ever been in a relationship will recognize this, where you're having a conversation with your spouse or significant other or your child, and half a second into it, you realize that they're right and you're wrong, <laughs> yet, yet you proceed to argue your cases if your life depends upon it. So I, I think one of the difficult, most difficult things is the need to be, to be right or, or to win. Sort of a, The challenge and the opportunity is to how do you have the energy of a competitive spirit but with a collaborative framework or collaborative behavior. And those two don't often play well together. But I, yeah. I uh, that, uh, if I can add, uh, there's a lot of pressure on politicians to never flip-flop. Well, I'd, I'd pressure politicians to listen and collaborate first before they have that firm position. Well, and, you know, and we don't allow politicians, if they get into office and find out that the information they have in office is different than they had coming in, do we as citizens value more that they stick to what they said they were going to do in spite of evidence that says now it's not such a good idea? Or do we value someone that says, given this listening I've done, given this new information, I think there's actually a better decision that we could make? Yeah, so, so listeners, this is David Gothrow on LinkedIn, G-O-U-T-H-R-O. Uh, Canadian Association of Professional Speakers uh, is the Canadian version. The National Speakers Association is the other. Uh, to go NSA uh, for Americans and uh, CanadianSpeakers.org for Canadians to learn more information. As we close this interview, David, um, what is one thing that you would challenge and encourage our listeners to do around collaboration? You know, I, I think the big thing, David, is just to be more mindful of any interaction that you're having with someone. And, you know, is it about doing something better together or is it about being right and being better than someone else? But I, I think the key to a lot of this is just to be mindful and make sure that the way you're interacting is getting what you think is a, a better way to be in the world. Thank you so much. Uh, provocateur, inciter, uh, insightful, mindful David Gothrow, my friend, uh, mentor, and uh, somebody that actually dramatically increases the engagement and learning with his audiences and his corporate clients. Clients, pardon me. Thanks again, David. 
My pleasure, David. Thanks for having me. business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. David B. Savage and his upcoming book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, delivers a proven process to make collaboration work for you and your company. While creating the conditions that promote innovation and breakthroughs within and across your business and network, seize this opportunity to join a movement of progressive, principled, and successful leaders. Engage with David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes today. Bring him to speak to your organization and engage his executive coaching and business consulting. See much more at davidbsavage.com. Savage's book, Breakthrough to Yes, Unlocking the Possible Within a Culture of Collaboration, will be published worldwide in February 2016. His co-shared book, Ready, Aim, Excel, 52 Leadership Lessons, is an international business bestseller on Amazon. Contact us now for a free 30-minute conversation on how more collaborative leadership may benefit you by visiting davidbsavage.com. That's davidbsavage.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. To reach David B. Savage or his guest today, call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Dave at savagemanage.com. Now, back to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Before the break, we listened to uh, my mentor, champion, uh, David Gothrow. Um, he's also a self-described uh, facilitator, provo- provocateur, and somebody that's learning to listen to his daughter, Anna. Uh, thanks, David, for that. Um, and in, actually, in my work uh, with organizations, uh, oftentimes large oil and gas companies in Calgary, I've been told I incite insurgency. I want people to speak up what they care about, what, they, what their concerns are, what their visions are, their dreams are. Speak up and be an insurgent in your organization and around that boardroom table. So now is time for our weekly feature, Outrage of the Week. Outrage of the Week. When I, when I wrote this in my book, uh, it was of the week, i.e. this week, uh, this time, this uh, month, this day, but increasingly, I'm seeing it as outrage of the, of the W-E-A-K, the weak. This is the uh, amygdala-based, reptilian-based outrage where people, mediates as I call them, 
uh, go crazy uh, without really investigating and, and destroy whatever intention or at least divert from uh, their apparent intention. So this week, there's an article by Ben Hubbard from Beirut, Lebanon, published in the New York Times, September 25th. And it's titled, Hajj Tragedy Inflames Schisms, Schisms During a Pilgrimage Designed for Unity. And I quote, For the two million Muslims from across the world performing the Hajj in Saudi Arabia this year, the annual pilgrimage is a time to forget differences in race, sect, wealth, and even nationality that divide believers and focus instead on their equality before God. But when tragedy strikes, as with the massive human crush that killed more than 700 pilgrims near the holy site, those differences come rushing back to the surface. A Saudi official blamed the tragedy on African pilgrims, prompting accusations of racism. Iran fired up its state apparatus to lambaste Saudi Arabia, and then it goes on and on and on in the article, everybody pointing fingers and blaming. It's a blame fest. It is uh, so sad. 700 people died. A massive tragedy and a massive blame fest. Where is the love? Where is the learning? Where is the intention? I just wonder at things like this. How will we learn and break through to yes? Well, we be curious, we reach out, we integrate, and we form a new and your own perspective. Be in the world curious. David Gothrow spoke about that. Use the 10 steps. Think about how you collaborate. Consider using these as your guide. Your guide to division, not, not to success. Pardon me not to division, and through collaboration, by working together better, you will have success. So today, we've explored the wisdom of Don Loney, Patricia Morgan, David Gothrow, and the leadership within the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. This week's key messages were, one, the very first step when you collaborate is to set and declare your honest and authentic intention. Two, when you work together, you may create something that is far better than you can do by yourself. Three, participate in organizations. Don't be alone. Don't even be an alone in an organization. Be part of, work together, collaborate. The Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, the National Speakers Association are excellent if you're professional speakers. And, and we're all part of many organizations. So where do we go from here? Well, next week's show, I'm also very excited. The theme is Be Aware, the second of my 10 steps. Future shows will go through each one of the 10 steps. Next week, the featured guests are Ken Cloak, Santa Monica, California, Cheryl Cardinal, Calgary, Alberta, and Ryan Robb, Calgary, Alberta, Go to my website, davidbsavage.com, and you'll find the complete show schedule and featured guests through the full 15 weeks of this season of Breakthrough DS. So my call to action this week, think about your honest intention before you do anything else. Be honest, be clear, and be authentic. 
be in integrity. So the music of Breakthrough to Yes, I've compiled a list of music that aligns to each one of my 10 steps. For set intention, the songs may include, and you'll think about what they would be your music of in setting intention. Mine is a list that includes the prayer of St. Francis. And listen to the one by the Byrne sisters or by Sarah McLaughlin. Another, Up Against the World by Chris Martin. And my friends and intentional spiritual friends, Deva Pramal, Meten, and Menos. No goal, no goal but this. Think about the outrages in the world. Think about the silos in your political system. Think about how, as leaders, we must find different tools and systems to break through. My friend Chuck Rose, chuckrose.ca, has created another beautiful song to set our intention. This song is called We Are One. Thank you so much for your time today and your setting your collaborative intention. Here is Chuck Rose and the world premiere of We Are One. Do you know who you are? Do you care? There's so much in our hearts we have to share. And the light in our soul keeps on shining like the sun. I am you, you are me, we are one. We are all one spirit, we are all one heart. We are all one together, we are even one apart. We are one in our soul and together we are whole. I am you, you are me. We are one Who are you on your own? Do you know What's still there when you let everything go? If you find who you are When it's all been said and done I am you, you are me We are one We are all one spirit We are all one heart we are all one together, we are even one apart. We are one in our soul, and together we are whole. I am you, you are me, we are one. We are one with the seas and the flowers and the trees. We are one with the future and the past. We are one everywhere. And in everything we share And the most important question we can ask Is who am I at my core? Who are you? Are we more than just the things we say and do? The answer's been around forever And it's only just begun I am you, you are me, we are one we are all one spirit, we are all one heart We are all one together, we are even one apart We are one in our soul and together we are whole I am you, you are me, we are one I am you, 
for tuning in this week to Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration. Your host, David B. Savage, invites you to join us again for another engaging episode next Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a breakthrough week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management